everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to season two, episode seven of Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. And for today's podcast, I apologize for my YouTube listeners. This is strictly just going to be an audio podcast as I am going to Texas this week to see my girlfriend. So I am very excited. It's been a long time since we last saw each other. So... With that, I do not have the time to record via digital. Um, However, though, we are going to just record and just have this wonderful audio podcast. So for today's podcast, a couple topics we're going to talk about. This is part one of a two-part podcast series on attachment. So for this part, we're going to talk about attachment styles. So we're going to talk about secure and insecure attachment styles. As I read some of these, I want you guys to think about, okay, like, have I experienced this before? Have I gone through this before in my relationships and all of that fun stuff? Then we are going to wrap up with our weekly tarot reading as we are getting ready for Pisces season. So by the time the next time you guys hear my voice here on the podcast, it will be Pisces season. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well as just some housekeeping stuff for you guys. But like always, before we get started on attachment styles and our wonderful podcast, please like, rate and subscribe to your spiritual best friend, wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I recently switched from Podbean to Acast, and Acast, I will say, has been a great hosting podcast form. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. It's free, it's easy to use, and you know, it gets your podcast out there, and you don't have to spend so much money. But without further ado, let's get started with our first topic. So when it comes to attachment styles, I want you guys to think of, okay, like what is an attachment style? Attachment styles refer to how people think about and behave in their relationships. Someone with secure attachment believes their close relationships are trustworthy, whereas someone with insecure attachment tends to distrust or worry about their bond with others. Attachment styles are established in childhood and strongly impact romantic relationships throughout life. Not only just romantically, but think of any intimate relationship, a close friend, a loved one, a close family member, right? Attachment styles are going to affect us and how we interact in our interpersonal relationships. So I figured first we can start with some additional info before we get started. So most people do have a primary attachment style, and we're going to go over the four types. 
but it's common to have some traits from other styles. So it's okay to, as I'm going to read some of these attachment styles, man, I have a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Like that's okay. But we tend to lean to one of these attachment styles more than the other. Again, when it comes to causes of attachment style, early parenting, childhood events, and adult experiences all play a role in determining your attachment style. People with an insecure attachment can be more secure by adopting new beliefs and behaviors. So as I'm reading this, you know, like, man, like I'm very insecure in my relationships. It's okay. You know, like we all have the ability to bounce back, right? But like I always say, before we make change, first we need to acknowledge and embrace that we do need a change in our life and how we operate things. And the last tip before we get into all four attachment styles, partners in a relationship can also influence each other's attachment styles, either negatively or positively, right? So you guys could feel very secure and then all of a sudden we date a partner that is not trustworthy. They might cheat. They might do stuff behind our back, right? And now that's going to cause us to be more insecure instead of secure. So all it takes is meeting one person to either help you with your attachment styles or maybe re-trigger or maybe hurt you with your attachment styles. But again, the more you guys work on yourselves and embrace what we need to work on and are aware of what we need to work on, the better off you are going to be in anything, not just attachment, but in any form of mental health. So without further ado, now that I did a little bit of introduction of attachment styles, now we're going to go over to four types. So the first type in this out of the four types of attachment style, we're going to start with secure. So a secure attachment style, this is what it looks like. The person is committed to the relationship, but also very independent. They live their own lives. They are attentive, affectionate, and accepting of their partner for who they are. And they have the ability to handle and resolve conflict. So they're not going to avoid or run away from the conflict from the conflict because that's what relationships are all about right like you're constantly learning and engaging with each other right so sometimes we're gonna have to be able to handle and resolve that conflict but again this person that is secure in their attachment style they engage in healthy relationships with good intimacy communication and autonomy they express their needs well and they trust their partner and finds the relationship fulfilling so it's not draining it's fulfilling So that is a secure attachment style. And this is something that we are trying to work on, not only with our romantic relationships, but also with our friendships and also our family members as well. Right. We got to make sure we feel secure all around in our relationships. Now we're going to get into the insecure attachment style. So the first attachment style we have is the anxious, insecure attachment style. So this is when a partner worries about their partner's availability and commitment. They often feel incomplete without their partner and may seek excessive reassurance or struggle with jealousy. All right. So these are the classic people, right? We do not trust our partner and the relationship. We are afraid of abandonment, rejection and conflict, and we are sensitive to criticism and hungry for approval. Right. So these might be the type of people right where we get in a relationship 
and we worry about what our partner's doing excessively, right? Or, or it might take us a long time to build that trust with this person, right? We might also have challenges with handling criticism, right? So a partner might say that we're doing something wrong and instead of listening to what your partner is saying, we are shutting down, right? And we are sensitive to the criticism, right? And also on the contrary, we might be hungry for approval as well. So we want our partners to validate us, constantly validate us, right? We all need validation from the people that are around us. However, if we are consistently seeking approval, we're constantly asking the same question over and over and over again about, hey, can you say this about me? Can you say that about me, right? That is a sign of an insecure, anxious attachment style. The second one we're going to talk about is the opposite of anxious. This one is avoidant. So this is avoidant attachment style. So this is a person that can come across as aloof and emotionally detached. They tend to avoid intimacy, vulnerability, and commitment. They often spend time away from their partner. Some examples and some bullet points to keep an eye on is, again, this is the type of person that is overly rigid, guarded, and distant. So they do not want to have emotional conversations with people and their partners. They're very big on like, all right, I'm distant, I'm guarded, I'm going to handle things on my own. Another thing is they're uncomfortable with emotions and conflicts. So they're uncomfortable with it in general and do not know how to voice it. And the last bullet point is just difficulty expressing what they need and want. So these people tend to be very passive, right? So avoid an attachment. Think of it as like very passive, passive, right? So we have a difficulty expressing what we want. We can be aloof and feel emotionally detached in our relationships where it might even we might even have some intimacy blocks in our romantic relationships where it's tough to express and open up with our partner or feel like our partner hears us or understands us, right? So that's the avoidant insecure attachment style, right? So we have the anxious, which is the distrust, right? We are very excessive with the reassurance and jealousy, right? Then you have avoidant. These people can tend to be mute. We don't express what we need or want in our relationships and we're uncomfortable with feeling emotions. And the last attachment style. So this one is anxious avoidant attachment style. So this is a person that alternates between anxious and avoidant attachment. Simultaneously desires and distrust intimacy with their partner, resulting in contradictory and inconsistent behavior. So these people, right, we tend to, it's either all or nothing, right? So either we are anxious and we are afraid of abandonment, right? We are needing excessive reassurance or we're on the other end where we're avoidant, where we are detached from our partners. We are aloof with our partners. We don't express what we need and want. So it's like a constant switch, right, between feeling anxious about our relationship and feeling detached or avoidant of our relationship. So some bullet points for you guys just to keep an eye on. So this is a tendency toward emotional extremes. So think of the emotional extremes, right? The highs and lows of a relationship, right? There also might be a difficulty with maintaining healthy boundaries. So your partner might ask you for something or you might ask your partner for something and you don't stick to it or you do not follow through, right? So making sure that we are following and respecting each other's boundaries is very important. 
And the last bullet point is prone to high conflict relationships, right? So think about it. If we are consistently going through, if we are consistently going through the highs and lows, right? Like we're going through the lows of we're being avoidant and distant, but then we go through like, oh, like I want everything of you. I want all your attention. I'm jealous, right? If we're constantly going through these extremes, are we having are we having strong, intimate connections? The answer is no, right? We're not because if we're constantly or consistently going through these emotional extremes, then that is something to do with our own insecurities and our own form of attachment in our relationships. So those are the four attachment styles again. So we have secure attachment, anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, and anxious avoidant attachment. So those are the four types. And again, all my webs, my resource is from Therapist Aid. I 10 out of 10 love it. And now that we talked about the four attachment styles, we're just going to wrap up with a little discussion on just some tips for you guys to look at with creating secure attachment, right? So some tips for you guys to think about as we are working on our attachment style. The first one is learning about it. Right. So being aware, man, like all four of these attachment styles, which one do I feel like stands out the most to me? Right. Like once you learn about your attachment style, then we start to become more aware of what we are going through. Right. And aware of what we need in our relationships. Right. The second tip is examine your beliefs about relationships. We might have these core strong beliefs that this is how a relationship is supposed to look, or this is how my partner is supposed to treat me, right? We need to examine that, right? Is it too extreme on what we're exam on, on what we what our expectations are in a relationship? Is it extreme, or are we viewing it more traditional and our partners more open, right? So by examining your own beliefs about relationships, this again raises your awareness, right? Okay, so I'm going to start finding partners that follow these beliefs, right? Or maybe I need to challenge my beliefs on relationships. Maybe this is how I was brought up and this is what I've saw on what a romantic relationship is supposed to look like. But now as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that it's different. Like I, I, I don't. I am a different person in relationships, right? So examining your beliefs about it can really help you. Right. So those are the two important tips for our next podcast. We're going to do part two of attachment. I'm going to get into a little bit of some theories that have been based off of attachment. And I'm also going to talk a little bit more about some other tips. Right. For you guys to look at. But to wrap up this topic, I have a very simple question, and this will be a question on the podcast. What is your attachment style? What is your overall experiences with relationships? How do you guys feel about knowing your attachment style? Don't be a stranger. Message me. Let me know. And yeah, I would love to shout out or maybe give some responses on the next podcast. But that concludes our first topic of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it overall. We're going to take a quick little break. We're going to take a little transition into our second topic, which is going to be our tarot card reading for the week of February 19th. So, man, Valentine's Day has already passed, right? And 
We're going to do our weekly tarot reading like we always do. But like always, guys, you guys are listening to Your Spiritual Best Friend with Josh Sanchez. We will be right back. Hey, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcast gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcast, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list, or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second topic of Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. Earlier, we talked about and had a wonderful discussion on attachment. And for next podcast, we're going to talk about some theories based off of attachment and some therapy techniques to help you guys work on your own attachment styles and create a more secure attachment style. So without further ado, we're going to get started with this week's reading. So my ancestors, my question for all of you guys is what energy should me and my podcast listeners expect for the upcoming week? So for this reading, we're going to do for the upcoming week, which is Monday, the 19th of February. So what energy should me or what should me and my podcast listeners expect for the week of February 19th so here we go there's one see if ancestors want to talk to and we'll do just like we did last week we did i pulled five cards for you guys and uh yeah we'll go from there we'll talk about the five first and then the two oracle so all right four and five all right so let's see what we got here thank you ancestors so all right. All right. So here we go. So my fault real quick. Let me just shuffle the Oracle as well. So then we'll go from there. So that way we'll have everything all together and we'll go from there. So just be patient with me, guys. There you go. This one is screaming at me. And let's see this one. And this guy. All right, so here we go. Let's get started with our reading. So the first card we see is the Six of Swords. So if you guys, usually I have my audio podcast or my my video out to show you guys. But with this card, right, if you guys, to describe it, I would say this person is holding the weight of other people's shoulders, it looks like. And since it is a sword energy, I know, I do believe it is a fire energy, so we're going to get into it. So, six of swords, letting go of hatred, 
healing, moving forward. The Six of Swords indicates that now is the time to leave your troubled or chaotic past behind you and to move forward towards a brand new existence. Although it may be painful to leave these people in your past, you must do so to protect yourself and your inner peace. Walking away can be difficult, but sometimes it is only necessary. And it's only the logical choice. Are there people, places, or things that are toxic and must be left behind? Are you clinging toward a past that is gone? The Six of Swords is a gentle hand, ready to guide you forward if you are ready. You have overcome hardship and healing is headed your way. Calmer Walters are finally ahead. All you need to do is trust yourself and keep the same momentum. So this first card, right, right away, is just letting go. Letting go of the pain, the hatred, right? If it's a person that has been stressing you out, letting go, distancing yourself if you have to, right? You're about to embark on like a new journey. This is the sense that I'm getting. So that is the Six of Swords. And yeah, I have all different types. So sorry, I'm just doing some chronological order. So let's see here. The next card we have is the Fool. The Fool is the first card of the Terror card reading of the Terror of the Major Arcana. And the Fool, New Beginnings, Innocence, Adventure, Spontivity. When you are having or feeling butterflies in your stomach because you're so excited about new goals, this can mean that you are in the full state of mind. To see the full card generally indicates that you are on the verge of an unexpected and exciting new adventure. This may require you to take a blind leap of faith that can feel super scary and risky. Have faith and just go with the flow. You won't regret it as a change in the, in this card brings this unusual Sorry, the change this card brings will unusually be a welcome one. There will be a rewarding experience that will contribute to your growth as a human being. This card inspires you to open up in new areas in your life and to call to the risk-taking part of your character. With that comes a mixture of anticipation, wonder, awe, and curiosity, right? So this is like a new step, right? A new journey we are on, right? So... Reach out. If you have a new opportunity coming your way, ask about it. Do it, right? So, like, again, that spot and that spontaneity and the innocence and adventure, right? This is a new, I would say this is like the, the beginnings of a new adventure for you, right? So, think about areas in your life where, you know what? Like, man, like, yeah, I need to, I need to take that chance or take that risk. Tap into that. That's what the fool is telling you. The next card we have is the tower. So this is the exact opposite of <laughs> of the fool. So if you guys can see the tower, it is yeah, it's very intense. It's a tower. There's people falling out of the building. The building is burning, right? So intense and sudden change, release, tragedy, revelation. The tower signifies total destruction. If you have received a tower card, prepare for things to be leveled and dismantled. As with all loss, this will probably be a painful process. It can also lead to a fresh start, similar to what the fool is saying, right? So like this this pain, this destruction that we're feeling, it's going to lead to a new beginning, a fresh start. 
As with all loss, this will probably be a painful process. It can also lead, yeah, like I said, to a fresh start. Before you're able to make these positive changes, you must first have to face the truth about a situation. Are you prepared to take your blinders off and take this the personal crisis head on? Seeing through illusions and letting go of what you wish things to be is the very first step. You might not be able to stop the toppling down of the building, but you can come to accept where you are right now in this moment. Now, instead of focusing on what can't be changed, think about what you can do to make things different. Although you may feel or may have to let go of old beliefs, now is the time to embrace your authentic self. So something is going to happen this week coming up that is going to feel like total destruction, right? It could be a loss of a loved one. It could be the ending of a relationship. It could be the ending of a job. Think of something like that, right? So what this card is saying, right, is like instead of thinking about what could have been, start thinking about, okay, how can I accept that this thing is happening to me and what can I do moving forward, right? And then this full card, right, is tapping into that energy, right? New beginnings, new job opportunities, new people coming into your life, right? So the first three cards of the, le- of the reading, right, is letting go of the past, letting go of all that pain, right? Like you're able to move forward and the tower is that destruction, right? And the fool is like this creative side of us, right? That we need to tap into to unlock new opportunities, so now we have two more cards left in the reading. We have the five of cups. So with this card, we have sadness, loss, despair. So the five of cups denotes feelings of misery, loss, or grief. So I would connect this with the tower. So I'm going to move some cards around, right? Because you have like the loss, the grief, letting go of pain, right? And then you have the tower. So it's just like total chaos. But, you know, once we're able to let go of the pain, right? The sadness, the loss, the despair, right? Learning to accept what's happening to us, then we can persevere and push forward. So this week, although it might feel like total destruction at times, it's going to be very rewarding towards the end of it as we are tapping into and realizing that we need to accept the things that are happening to us right now. And you know what's going through your own life currently better than I do. So think about that in that way. Like, how can I accept the things that are happening to me right now? What is it teaching me? So this is, again, like I said, right? The sadness, loss, and despair. Five of Cups denotes feelings of misery, loss, or grief. These emotions come as a result of a loss of something important to you. This might be a death of a loved one or an end of a special relationship. When we lose someone or something we love, it can be challenging to see the positive. We allow ourselves to overcome by the sadness, regret, and loneliness that results from an event such as this. However, if you take time to look around you, you will find many positive aspects of this event. Right, Your family and friends will come together and support and love you, and you will become closer to them. So again, like this loss happens, right? Think of your community, right? People around you are going to help you through this, right? So although it can be hard to not remain positive during this time period, think about the things that you appreciate. I would say gratitude is a great exercise to change that mindset, right? Instead of thinking of what we want or what we wish we have, gratitude teaches us what are we grateful for? What are the things in our life that are there for us, right? Because we do have support. 
And the last card we have is the Nine of Wands. So this is complete. This is more air energy. Um, so Nine of Wands. Perseverance, courage, standing your ground. There are some things that are difficult to bear, no matter how positive we try to be. But chaos, confusion, heartbreak, and life's ups and downs don't have to throw us off balance. Even if we have no control over what life throws our way, our reactions are always of our own choosing. The Nine of Wands presses you to draw your strength to finish despite fatigue. You are halfway through, so now isn't the time to give up. This card is a reminder that although there is a time for compromise, there are some things about which you shouldn't waver. Determination will help you get through this challenging time if you're ready for the challenge. So stand your ground, right? So overall takeaways from this reading, there's going to be total chaos and destruction this upcoming week. Um, you might feel a loss of a person. It might be a loss of a job, loved one, coworker, something along those, line, those lines. However, you know, like the more we let go and tapping into our the new beginnings and the new opportunities that are away that are coming our way and our support system, it can help us remain positive and stand our ground for whatever challenges that are coming our way. So there is some challenges coming in. It's not like last week's reading where it's supposed to be fun and sunshine and all of awesomeness. This one is more about stress and work. Right. So those are the five cards for the tarot reading. Now we're going to get into our two Oracle cards. So the first one we have is the sun in Pisces. And isn't this ironic? Because guess what? Guess what season we're going into next week is Pisces season. So here's what it comes down to. Higher purpose. Align yourself with love and wisdom. A particularly dreamy and philosophical phase is indicated here and your interest in mysticism poetry romance the arts and film will be enriching however this phase can also be can also prove distracting or either or even misleading so it's important to maintain a realistic approach and sense of purpose meditation yoga tai chi mindfulness and deep breathing techniques will allow you to move closely with your intuition and your connection to spirit you are at an impressionable phase and your introspection and interest in life's mysteries can be can lead to daydreaming, false hopes and disappointments. Avoid being misled by unscrupulous people, alcohol, drugs and illusions. Excessive use of alcohol or drugs can lead to dependency, depression and foolishness, foolhardiness. On the other hand, if you focus on your inner power to manifest your highest self, your highest self will, you can pursue a fulfilling path towards your own nirvana and not the band. Choose your teachers well if you are on a mystical and spiritual path. Honor both it and yourself. If this card arises when you feel ready for change but cannot make a decision, look within to reconnect with your deeper wishes to experience a sense of fulfillment find ways to move forward with a sense of purpose so that when you do succeed in your endeavors you will feel accomplished and proud at as this card also represents service to others your task is to find activities whether paid or unpaid that are meaningful to you on a deeper level you want to feel you are contributing to the broader community and you are not 
and an insignificant cog in a bigger wheel. This card asks you that you connect to your spirit and align your efforts in life with love, wisdom, and a higher purpose. So I would say this first card again is tapping into your higher self, your higher spirit. That's what Pisces is all about, the Pisces season, right? It's this spiritual, intuitive energy that we feel, creative energy, right? So for this week coming up, that's going to be a side of things to look at, right? We're going to tap into our higher purpose. What fulfills us? emotionally what is filling up our cups what is connecting ourselves to ourselves more if we feel distant we need to feel more connected with ourselves so that's what this energy is tapping into and the second card we have is moon in aries so this one is all about courage believing in yourself emotionally you will feel motivated to express your independence and individuality you may feel that something new is on the horizon, but are unsure what this is exactly. An exciting and independent phase is in full bloom or is about to take place. Take the time to enjoy yourself and to feel the life force surging through you and the joy this brings. Your enjoyment, your independence can and can progress with your sales and full mass. You feel ready and willing to be a pioneer, to stand up for your ideas, and to initiate fresh projects. Your vitality and entrepreneurial abilities are in demand. You can be the boss now, so take charge and take action. However, take nothing for granted. Be grateful for your abilities. Avoid bossiness as you will be in demand by those who wish to collaborate with you at work or in your personal ventures. A particular project or time that you have spent standing alone may soon come to completion. And when it does, you must be prepared to meet others halfway and collaborate. The time is ripe to consolidate what you have learned in your individual way and to look at how this may be applied to partnerships or collaborations. Singles may be ready to commit for a fresh phase in life. Your independence may be a threat to somebody, someone ready to commit to you or someone you are already in a relationship with. So consider your options carefully. Are you better in a partnership as a member of a team or are you better getting it done alone? The surrounding cards will point to your answer. If you feel a little restless at the moment, avoid rash decisions and take the time to enjoy life while being aware that something new is awaiting in the wings. You'll be ready to accept new challenges when they arise. So I would say, man, these two oracle cards. So we have this intuitive ability, right? Connecting to your higher self and believing in yourself, right? Believing in your confidence. Similar to the full card that we got in our tarot deck, right? New horizons, new beginnings are coming, right? And there might be a new opportunity ready for you guys. So just taking time to reflect and also taking time to be aware of yourself, like in your higher, in your higher self, right? Like, am I someone that works better with projects or collaborations? Am I, am I a go-getter that gets stuff done by myself? You know, that's something, these are some questions for you guys to just think about. So sun and Pisces, moon and Aries, very different types of energy, but when combined, right, it's meant to push us, right, and help us find that sense of self, that higher connectiveness we need. 
So that is our tarot reading for this week. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. So I wish you guys the best of luck. Whatever battle you guys are going through, remember you are not alone. It takes a village, right, to help, to raise, to to nurture. So tapping into your support systems, taking time to reflect can go a long way, guys. So remember, you got this. You are in charge of your own life at the end of the day. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope you guys stay safe and enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe as your subscriptions would really help boost the podcast overall. But have a wonderful and safe week. Please stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off. Well, would you look at that? You guys made it to the end of the podcast. If you guys love the podcast overall, please drop a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Your ratings would really help boost the podcast overall. So again, if you guys are loving the podcast, follow me on my socials too, at Your Spiritual BFF. You just search that and I'm all over social media. But I hope to hear you guys soon and I'm glad you guys enjoyed the podcast.